pullover. Lean in. It's time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time. Your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Hello and welcome back, dear listener. Um, in in last the last episode, episode 51, I was talking about uh, when teachers disappoint. And at some point in the episode, I said how, you know, these this world of personal growth, self-evolution, you know, our souls, our minds, our bodies, all the ways that we want to love it forward and create something meaningful and beautiful in life and grow and change and all that, that it's all ultimately the same, that if we blur our vision, there's just a lot of doors that are all going to the same place. This is something that I believe. Um, There is a, I've mentioned before, one of the earliest podcasts I started listening to on my journey was Insights at the Edge with Tammy Simon. And I believe, I should know because I've listened to it (laughs) so many times, the tagline is like, many voices, one journey. And this is a podcast that, you know, goes into long form, in-depth interviews with all kinds of uh, thought leaders, spiritual leaders, explorers of the mind, the heart, the soul, the body. And some of them are completely like in opposition in theory with one another. Um, They're very distinct, disciplined paths or they're not. And, um, you know, the idea that I really appreciate about that podcast is that There are many voices, but it's one journey, and I see the voices as different doorways. They are different ways in. Um, Have you ever had that experience where, you know, you find a teacher who does, unlike last week, you find a teacher that does really speak to you, you know? They really, there's something about their personality, about the way they're delivering the material, about um, how real you feel they are, um, how much you relate to them or aspire to be like them or whatever. But there's something that just lands in harmony with you, right? Well, they're, they're the messenger, right? The message has been around you for ages, for possibly centuries. And sometimes we just need to hear it through a certain voice. We just need to hear it at a certain time, but we also, there are certain people that deliver it with a little more like finesse than other people for some reason, right? So I'm really curious about this and I think that it's great. I think that's why there is room in this industry. There is room in all industries for all of our voices because there are some people, if you did any of the, you know, suggested homework from the last episode, you've been exploring what it is that maybe you have to share with the world, what it is that maybe you have to teach. And it might be, you know, that other people have taught something very similar. In, in fact, that's probably the case. Um, but it hasn't been through the unique and beautiful filter 
of your expression, your voice, your experience. There might be people out there who can only hear this message through you. So this is something to consider. And in today's episode, I want to get really specific about another thing that might be getting in your way. And that's this idea that there's some perfect purpose. You know, um, you know, some of us do this with romance, right? With romantic relationships. We're like, we're waiting for the one. And when we use the words the one, are they the one? Do you know if they're the one? You know, whatever. It's like, okay, but it, <laughs> this is a dangerous like phrase to use, in my opinion. If you found the one, good for you. I don't need to hear about it. That's fine. Um, a lot of us are growing up with this belief that there is one, one person. What's dangerous about this is, is that we can't always predict how life is going to go. No one expects to be in the 50 or 60% of people who get divorced. That's if you were even married in the first place. And so what do you do with that belief, right? I think there was like a, a Sex in the City episode around this where Charlotte was just really insisting that there's one soulmate for everybody until that didn't work out. <laughs> then she was insisting that there were two, right? Which suited her story just fine. But, you know, that's moving the marker to like a convenient truth for yourself to like make everything okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, what does that do, right? Like, how does that limit you? this idea. And so it can be really dangerous because if we believe that there's just this one right person, we might fight and stick it out with a person who's, it's not right for either of us, right? But if we, you know, if we believe that relationships can come and go and they can teach us lessons and the heartbreak might be very real and very devastating, but that there is some hope and there is some purpose even to this relationship coming to a close. It is kinder to yourself, dear listener, to have that belief so that you can move forward and know that you can create anything that you want in this life. You can create new relationships after you lose one. Um, you know, but if you've ever been that person who's like, there's one soulmate, it can also have you be very critical of people that you're dating if you're in the process of, you know, courting and seeing if you can find your soulmate. You might be putting an awful lot of pressure and perhaps missing out on an exceptional partner, a wonderful relationship because they don't meet the criteria that you've set that you thought your soulmate should have, right? So there's danger to all of this. And I think that, um, you know, um, any of you who saw Jerry Maguire, there's that famous line that like annoyed people <laughs> very much so, which was this, you complete me, right? Um, so there's that idea that you are not complete, you are not whole unless you find that soulmate, right? That's the danger. You can see, right? I don't, I'm probably preaching to the converted. If you're here, you've maybe been curious about self-marriage for that exact reason. You are not to be completed by another person. It's a lot of power to give away and um, you are complete right now and um, you complete yourself, okay? 
So now coming back to teachers and personal growth in your own evolution, not romance, but I wonder if you are doing the same thing that you maybe used to do in your love life, put a lot of pressure on this one thing, the one, are you putting that pressure on your purpose? Have you been buying into this idea that there is a one single purpose that you are here to find and that if you don't know what it is, then you shouldn't be moving forward because you need to know this thing and you don't know what it is. So how bad does that suck? It's the same thing as going out there dating thinking that there's the one, right? You're setting yourself up for some like, to be making choices from like kind of a place of like tension, a place of there's a lot of ways to get it wrong. In fact, all the ways are getting it wrong except one. Think of the pressure you're putting on yourself, right? So if you can see that in your romantic life and you can see that that is problematic, take a look at your relationship with your purpose. And now depending on what books you have read, You might be calling this your why. You might be calling this your spark type. You might be calling this your core desired feelings. You might be calling this your, you know, your values, your whatever. There's so many ways, different teachers, your vision, your burning desire. There's so many ways that um, people package this idea, right, of the guiding force in our lives. I know that there is a guiding force. I know that there are callings. I love, you know, all of these things I mentioned um, um, and, you know, when someone is selling you um, like a method, you know, uh, to get to this one answer and they're insisting that this is so powerful, but there's like, you got to do this. There's only one way. Otherwise, you're, it's like your compass, right? Your true north, whatever. And um, if you don't have it, then you're lost. I'm, I'm, I'm simultaneously like so attracted to this idea because I love this work of digging and excavating and finding that gem. I love doing it. And um, I have learned <laughs> that we're always learning and we're always growing. And sometimes the thing you think you're, is your purpose is really a ferry boat on your way to the next place where you will catch a plane of your next purpose or whatever. Um, The idea that you might know exactly what that is and have the language in human language. This is also building on the last episode. Our language is limited. Our language is limited. Our experiences are limiting, right? So if, if, if you're trying to get down that elevator pitch, of like what your big purpose is or what your calling is or what your manifesto is, what, whatever, you know, if you're finding yourself, you might do that exercise and you have a breakthrough. That's great. If you are someone who's been doing those exercises and you're going in circles and it doesn't feel right and you're always tweaking and it's starting to get stressed out, what's going on inside you is that you're not really trusting yourself. You think there's some kind of answer that you don't have access to. There's some kind of wisdom in you that you can't get. So the belief inside you is like, oh, I can't get it. I haven't nailed it down. I don't know what my core blah, blah, blah is. So I don't know myself. 
And that's not a good place to be. That doesn't feel good, does it? In fact, what do you start feeling when you believe that's the case? You know, I will tell you, in my case, I hunker down. I work harder. I work harder. I'm like, I got to figure out this purpose. I've got to figure out this why statement, this whatever thing. And I have gone down the same spirals, which is, you know, hilarious. Oh, Danette, you're so adorable. I used to say, I'm so stupid. I've changed that to, you're adorable. (laughs) But I used to just work harder and think, oh, if I think harder, if I do this exercise more, if I spend a whole weekend on it, I will get it. I'll get the answer. What is it that I'm really looking for when I'm working that hard? Why do I think I need to work that hard to find out what's true for me? And also, why am I doing it in a way that someone I've never met has told me how to do in a book, in five steps, in you know, this journal prompt or that meditation, whatever, right? So if you find them helpful, that's good. Great. Use them. I have. And if you notice for whatever reason, it's just not working, step one that I use is like, I'll notice that resistance and I'll see if there's clues in that because sometimes that resistance is the breakthrough. Like sometimes there's that thing of like, what's missing? What's this? What, what is the belief here that's kind of like quivering and wants some voice? That's something good to journal on, but you don't want to spend tons of time there. See curiously if there's anything there. Um, And then let it go for a little bit. Take a break for a little bit. What I really want you to take with you, dear listener, in this quick episode today is that um, it's okay to stop reading. It's okay to stop the exercise. It's okay to quit. It's okay to let it go. And the reason is because you're in charge and you're listening to yourself. And you're on a path that's all yours, all yours. You have the wisdom inside you. It doesn't mean that the teachers are wrong or that the exercises are wrong or that someone else hasn't found that their why statement or their life purpose statement or their whatever. It doesn't mean that it's not, it doesn't work. Um, It just might not work for you in this particular moment. It might not be what you need in this particular moment. I also think that while there's power in it, there's limits in it. You know, like I'm a, I love tests that give you personality results. I love that stuff. (laughs) I get really like nerdy about it sometimes, not with all of them, but with some things I get really excited about it, particularly the ones that really resonate. And, um, but other times they can be really limiting. Like how many times, if there was some kind of prank that was pulled, um, I don't even know by who, but I remember this like, Uh, fake news that was like, uh, maybe it was an April Fool's joke where there was some kind of news put out that um, there was a a mix-up on the astrological charts (laughs) by a few degrees or a few things. So they found some kind of mathematical error and it shifted the dates. Um, So basically it was like, oh, by the way, recheck this new system, this new accurate system, and uh, you might be a different astrological sign. And the response to this hilarious, right? The 
you spent your whole life thinking you're a Capricorn and you're a Sagittarius. What? Like, <laughs> what? Like, so, you know, I like this with a grain of salt. I like this with some playfulness. What if I really am a completely different astrological sign? How would that impact how I see myself? What excuses I give myself? What permissions I give myself? What pride I have in certain qualities or another, right? And that's just astrology. There's so many other ways. Like what if, you know, any of these things had been wrong, right? So um, I think it's really, I have a friend who like refuses to take any quiz, even Myers-Briggs, any of it. And she only sees it as limiting because it's this outside thing that's giving you these parameters and it's giving you an identity And our brains do try to connect dots. Our brains do answer those questions. We look for evidence. We look for proof. So if you're reading that you're, you know, a Capricorn your whole life, you're likely going to be like finding things that line up with that if you are interested in or believe in astrology. And if you do the Myers-Briggs test at work, then you'll be like, oh yeah, that's very, you know, INFJ of me or whatever. But what if you just didn't know? Like, what if you just didn't know anything and you were just a free child out in the world and there were no expectations of you? Who would you be then? I really enjoy the balance of these things because for me, sometimes the person, like for example, I get my clients to, uh, if they opt in, (laughs) to um, uh, take Gretchen Rubin's quiz on the four tendencies So this isn't so much a personality, but how we respond to inner and outer expectations. And it's a framework that she kind of stumbled upon in her research about habits and how habits are related to happiness and how we respond to certain habits. Um, I find it really helpful to know. um, I also just really went spiraling out on this particular test, which was very amusing because I'm a questioner and that is a typical supposedly questioner behavior. But there was other times where I doubted it and went back in and I just find this whole thing very amusing. I do find it super helpful when I think one of the people that, um, well, that I see a lot of, it's the the largest group I believe statistically is the obligers, maybe just the largest group to take a quiz like that. Um, But it's obligers respond really well to outer expectations, not so much the inner expectations. So obligers are the people who require accountability to set them up for success. So you can understand why obviously like in the coaching sphere, that is, you're gonna get a lot of obligers here, right? That really do well with a coach and with the accountability of a coach. So these are people who might read the self-help books, but don't really take action on them. But if somebody else wants them to do something, uh, they'll be there. If their client or their employer wants them to do something or show up for something, they'll do it. If they pay money for a gym membership, They'll show up, but they won't do the same. Um, uh, if they have a, like a, an exercise bike in their living room, they won't use that one, but they'll go to a gym or if they have a buddy, you know, whatever. So um, I find this really interesting as a coach because it really helps me frame things and word things in a way that's going to set my clients up for success. Rebels are a really interesting client because they don't respond to inner or outer expectations. They do what they want. And so it really depends, which is great. Um, But there's challenges and problems to every tendency. And obviously there's tons of gray area and all of that. Um, 
so, you know, what I want you to do, listener, is to uh, listen <laughs> to yourself and see what resonates. Like for me with the four tendencies, Gretchen Rubin's framework, um, I find it really helpful, really useful. I can apply it. It's making things move forward in a way that feels good. Um, and I use it in that context. And when I was spiraling out and doubting myself for a while and thinking maybe I took the test wrong and like whatever, I've done this a few times, um, <laughs> I know now to like drop it. That's actually not helping me, right? The spiraling out and the trying to get the right answer from this online quiz that someone, you know, Gretchen Rubin is great, but she's also just a human being. Um, that's not really serving me, right? So um Take a look at yourself, at where you are with any of these things that you're trying to figure out right now. Is there something that you're trying to figure out? Are you trying a little too hard to figure it out? And what would happen if you just chilled out and listened? You know, not too hard. (laughs) Just, you know, have a notepad ready in case something kind of pops up. But if you're putting all of that pressure, that Jerry Maguire pressure on your purpose, if your purpose is your new soulmate, take a breather, take a step back. Don't set yourself up like that. There's so many more people that you could be compatible with. There's not one soulmate out there for you. This is my belief. Um... There's so many possible relationships. There's so many opportunities for happiness. There's also a lot of opportunity for happiness with your number one soulmate, which is you, right? So you don't need another person to complete you. And this idea that we all have one singular purpose and that it should be uh, lined up with what you do for money or what you do creatively and that it has to fit in an elevator pitch and that it has to have like five elements or whatever, any of these restrictions, if they su- restrictions should support, not um, limit you, right? They shouldn't be like having you contort yourself to get in there and block you from like feeling free and feeling good, right? Sometimes containers, I would say not, maybe not restrictions, but containers can be really helpful, so long as they're helpful. You're the one who gets to decide and it's really all about how you feel when you're working with those things. So if you have been, unbeknownst to you, swapping, (laughs) putting putting your purpose into that position that you used to have your soulmate on, uh, knock it right off that pedestal. Give yourself a break. Have fun exploring what your purpose might be. If this is still something that like you're interested in and you love and you want to move towards it, you can. The same way that you can date and you can flirt and you can see what interests you, see what turns you on in life. That's bringing you towards the like the river of your purpose, right? It might not be a fixed point. It might be just where you feel the most in flow where you feel the most like, yeah, this is the way I'm supposed to be going. I don't understand why, but I know I needed to be here. Um, One way to do this um, in a playful way is to look out for synchronicity. Um, You know, 
sometimes it's kind of weird. Like you're thinking of a song and it comes on somewhere else. You're like, I just said that and this lyric just repeated what I said. Um, it, it doesn't mean anything. Like the, the song could be, you know, I don't know, like a children's song. It doesn't have to be anything profound. But any of those little things where you're like, huh, that's weird. Don't, you don't have to read too much into them, but just see any sign of synchronicity, not like a code you need to crack. The universe, I don't think, it's not trying to trick you, you know, it's not trying, it's not setting up this like escape room for you to figure it out. It's not trying to make it hard for you. In fact, I believe the opposite. I believe it's a lot easier. And what's the difficult part is trusting that, believing that it could be easy believing that we can just deserve love, that we can give it to ourselves, that we can forgive ourselves and have compassion, that life might be a little more gentle than we think, a little less complicated than we think. Maybe our beliefs are what's making it like a bit of an obstacle course. When actually we don't even have to go through any of those things. Maybe you can just be right where you are right now. And just notice the playful way that the universe is engaging with you. The world, your senses are engaging with you. And just go where you most want to go, where it feels easy to go, where there's some kind of flow happening. It might be something you can't yet put into words. Your calling might be something that you only are able to put into words at the end of the story. And that's okay. Don't let it stop you, dear listener, from moving forward. Don't let it stop you from making a bold move. Don't let it stop you from using your voice. Ultimately, you are surrounded by teachers, by tools, by practices. And ultimately, you are the expert of your life. You are the driver behind this wheel. The horizon is all yours. You have the wisdom in you. You have the compass in you. It doesn't matter what you call it. Just feel it. Feel it and listen. And if you can't yet hear it and you can't yet feel it, then prepare to feel it. Be available for it. Let the world know, I can't hear anything right now, but I just want you to know I'm listening. And that's all you need to do. Maybe it's that easy. This could be a good time to get a little playful with it, to uh, throw some tarot into the mix. See what other things pop into your world when you get a tarot reading from techcoven.com. This episode of The Soft Shoulder is brought to you by Allison Tarr at Tech Coven. She reads beautifully. You can get a really small reading, a little reading. Let the universe know. Put the question out there of like, What's my purpose? What's my relationship to my purpose? Um, See what information and insights come back. Be a little playful with it. Be a little light with it. Allison is wonderful at this. I really can't recommend her enough. Techcoven.com. And until next time, have fun. Let it go. Flirt with the idea of purpose or let it go entirely. You're all right. You are someone worth loving, and it all starts with you. Until next time, take good care.